So do you want me to intro the show first as like something along the lines of like, hey man, this is what we want to do. This is our, this is our first episode. Do I even say it's our first episode? Or just kind of just roll with it? Chris with NC Beer Pride, and uh, we're starting our podcast up, and I have my main man Josh here from uh, Foothills Brewing. He's our amazing uh, sales rep for the Triad area, and uh, so, Josh, what's up, man? What's going on, my man? I appreciate you uh, inviting me out here tonight for the good beers. Cheers. Yeah, man, cheers. Yeah, Absolutely. cheers. All right, so basically, the, the whole point of me trying to start this podcast is, you know, with our brand and what we've done since we reached 10, over 10,000 followers on Instagram and social media and stuff like that, which is beyond amazing, so thank you to all all the uh, people out there have continued to follow us over this two-year journey going on three years now. So yeah, so we, what we've always tried to do is promote and advocate for the craft beer scene in the state of North Carolina, right? What we And one of the main things, the way we've done it is just going to different breweries, visiting them, letting one, letting people know that they exist. So if they're ever anywhere, they can kind of come visit the place, have a good time, and also give them kind of a, a peek behind the curtains as to where all the quote-unquote magic happens, right? Hey, let's take them for a tour of the brew house, which they may not normally get access to. So the point of this podcast and the reason why I want to do this and, you know, what I'm passionate about is, right, I, I want to be able to give that same feel to listeners and people who want to just tune in to get a feel for who the people are behind the brew house, right? You hear about the head brewers and you hear about the the brewery owners, which extremely important because without them, none of this amazing beer gets made. So obviously, you know, you're not a brewer per se, but you are literally the eyes and ears and the feet, the boots on the ground, for lack of a better term, for your company. I mean, here is Absolutely. here is a real deal in the raw. I know you won't hold back on anything, and that's why I wanted you on, right? You're you're a great person. Try to you know, appreciate it. Yeah, man. Obviously, you're a sales rep for Foothills now. You were a sales rep for New Serum. That's where you and I yep. kind of met. New Serum out of Salisbury. Yep, yep. kicked Absolutely. it off. Great people there. Yep. But you can give a really keen insight as to the pulse of the beer industry because you live it, breathe it, eat it, sleep it every single day. Every day, try to. Yeah, and it's not only from like a brewery side, but it's literally from the consumer side. So tell me a little bit about what a day in the life of Josh Burr looks like. So it's kind of evolved, right, over the years of the different things I have done. Um, so for example, right now as a market manager for Foothills, my whole goal is to essentially, as we like to call it, spread the hoppy gospel. And to different people, that can mean multitude of different things. But at the end of the day, it is crafting happiness. And that's one of our series is the Craft Happiness Project. And yep. we work with charities all around. But at the end of the day, truly, um, through beer, through social interaction, through events, through charity, any anything that we can do where there's a, a happiness gained, I think that's super important to us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, I, and I think we do that through our beer, um, through distribution networks. I think we do that through our restaurant in downtown Winston. But I also think we do that just because we really, really try to make sure that people know who we are, that yeah. we are people. And that, you know, this is what we love to do, but it is, you know, this is what we choose to do as well. And I think that's the important word there is that we choose to do this. Yeah, and I think another important word that a lot of people kind of glaze over is the happiness, yeah. right? Craft happiness. People may see that as just a, oh, that's a fun little hashtag, but I mean, beer was never meant to be bougie. 
No. It never, never. Was. It was meant to bring people joy and happiness and bring people together, right? Beer is one of those awesome things. It's like food, right? It, it bring, It's a great binding thing. It brings people from different backgrounds, ages, ethnicities, sexual preference. It brings those people together. Absolutely. To talk over a common theme, right? Food does that, and I, I really under, and I really feel that beer does that as Absolutely. well too. So. I think there's a science to the feeling of being in a pub, and I think that's something that could be like harnessed, and you could control the world with it. But then there would be no issues anymore. I think he, the no TVs, the no clocks, just you and a table, and that's it. I mean, that's um, that's so lost, and, and partly because we don't like to communicate face to face. We've kind of been pulled further and further apart and I think it's so important that this vibe still exists and I think every craft brewery really has to focus on that and that's um, so again thank you for inviting me because I mean honestly most people don't ask the sales rep they go above us or they ask the wrong questions and I think it's important that everybody kind of knows that like we're out there doing it in a different way but it's just as much art at the end of the day so yeah I mean that's that's fantastic and, and honestly that's the whole goal of this right so I want to interview and I want people to know everybody right not just the hey this guy is a superstar brewer per se right I want him to get to know everybody that's involved, right? I mean, I could have reached out to Jamie, the owner of Foothills, and been like, hey, man, you you run the biggest production brewery in the state. I want to interview you. Forget the little guy that's hitting the pavement every day yeah. trying to make his eight, right? Yeah. But Jamie, obviously, he's got a role to play. You Absolutely. have a role to play. Totally different job now. It's so funny because, like, one of the things that kind of cracks me up is that my boss, Dave, Galizic, super, super bomb guy. Um, but it's really funny because some days he's just like, man, I got to get out of the office. Let's just go hit some accounts together. Because he was, he was that guy. He was that guy that was killing it every single day, you know, doing everything from, that was self-distro days too. So he was delivering the beer himself. He was doing all the invoicing, like the whole nine by himself, which is crazy. So some days, like, we'll be sitting down with the rest of the triad reps for, for Foothills or just anybody, and he'll sit back and he'll be like, man, I, I miss this. Yeah. You know, because there is, there's a totally different art to it. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it gets in your blood. Absolutely, and that's, and it's just, and I could only imagine being, like, our head brewer, TL, or, or being Jamie, or any of the guys who started it, because they're, I mean, their shoes are so big now, and there's just no way that they're the same company it's not just the same size. Those yeah. shoes are totally different. They're coming from a different place. But I think I think knowing that, watching them work, they knew that that was going to happen. Yeah. They knew that their greater goal was to put themselves in a situation where they're taking care of us as we take care of them. Because yeah. you can't run a brewery this size with just a few people. No, one I'm, hand washes the no, other. No, absolutely. It and, has and, to. And, and it's so funny because, like, I, I sling the phrase, like, Foothills family around all the time. But it's true. I mean, it really is, man. There's so many things that these guys have done for me um, just up front, you know, for no reason other than the fact that that's it. You know, so from Jamie to some of the guys in the brew house – people down at the brew pub and on fourth street i mean i hang out with our coffee roaster all the time um he's a good friend of mine but it's it's a totally different thing it's a shameless totally shameless plug foothills makes coffee yeah <laughs> shameless plug and it's awesome um go check it out ha anyways yeah um but for the most part i mean they do treat us in a different way there it doesn't feel like i'm talking to an owner or a president or a ceo or whatever the, the acronym is um yeah. i'm talking to like my brother yeah you know what i mean or my sister and yeah. it's it's a weird feeling um to know that these are the same people that created this 
crazy thing um, are the same people that I can just sit down and have a casual lunch with. That's awesome. Talk about their kids and um, what they're doing this weekend or what was the last show they went and saw because like we're all pretty big musicians as well. So um, or music heads at least, audiophiles, whatever you want to call us. But um, we do a lot of shows together and we go tri- we tri- we trip together a lot. And I don't see that very often. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty pretty lucky. That's fantastic, but, man. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm also going out with my boss's boss's kids and his boss's kids. You know, like, it's the whole, it's a family ordeal. That's I mean, great. I think that's really important. I think that's it's awesome, super man. important. And I think that's what draws me in the most. Um, and it, it gives me a different level of trust because they, they didn't even ask me many questions. They're like, here's my family. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, boom, that's it. You're in. It clicks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they... The, there's just something about it, you know. There's it's magnetism at its finest. That's great, man. Yeah, that, and, and absolutely. That's, and that's awesome. And I think, you know, especially coming from the top down, yeah, that so spills important. out into everything that mm-hmm. everybody does, right? It gives you that ownership feel of like, yeah. hey, I am somebody in this company. I'm not just a number, right? Yeah. I'm not just a quote unquote sales rep yeah, who's expendable at any point. It's like, yeah. no, man. When you're in, you're in part of the family. Yeah. And I think that makes a, a world of difference yeah, for it does. everything that's that's happening, that's going on. It spills over into your everyday interactions with customers. Absolutely. Yeah, um, people and it just can increases, tell. Yeah, it just increases I mean, that business and, model. And the, the saddest part about it is, is like people, I feel like I have a good grasp of, of sales reps on this side of things. But I can tell when like I'm in a bar with another sales rep and they're just miserable. And you can just, I mean, if I can feel that, then there's no way that the, like the customers aren't feeding off that. The accounts aren't feeding off that. There's no way they don't notice it. I mean, you're oozing it. And it's it's so unfortunate because I think a lot of these accounts that uh, do have kind of this like resentment almost towards so many reps is because they have a ton of people who come in and are miserable. Yeah, they're just burned out. They're burnt. Burnt. And, and then somebody comes in, they're like, oh, not another one. And I know, I know everybody's heard that. Yeah. I know everybody who's been in this position has heard, oh, not another rep. I mean, I hear that. Yeah. And even as a joke to, like, the accounts that we do prod and pick at, they still are like, oh, another one today. Yeah. But at the same time, that means, like, that means there's an actual issue happening somewhere. Right. There's a lot it's of- not just a ha-ha-he-he joke anymore. Yeah. There, there, there's, some, there's, there's something behind that, right? Yeah. There's some realness there's behind that. There's a cause. That. Absolutely. Yeah. So... So basically, I want I want everybody to kind of get to know who who you are, right? Obviously, you're 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 so much more than just a sales rep, right? So, what made you passionate about craft beer in the first place, right? Where did you quote unquote cut your teeth? I mean, growing up, clearly, um, I wasn't somebody that knew the difference between an IPA or an amber or a stout or anything. But honestly, one of the first things I wanted to do as soon as I turned 21, because I when I turned 21, I'm 27 now. When I turned 21, it was kind so of... So old. So old. So old. <laughs> um, it's kind of in the middle of the boom, and I went to Western Carolina. Yep. So we're, like, real close to Asheville, and that vibe was spilling over pretty hard. So Little Brewery <laughs> was Little Brewery. Innovation Brewing in Sylvan, North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe, I think it was my first week being 21. Um, we went, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try things. Like, I'm going to see the hot words. Um, that's how I'm going to choose. If it says chocolate sold because I love chocolate you know what I mean like the first time you've ever bought a beer it's like I don't know what to buy uh it says strawberries Mm, I love strawberries we're in sold we're in (laughs) hands hands in bro um so I I walked in and dude they hit me so hard it said coffee medium brown ale and I was like 
I don't want anything too crazy yeah. or too light. I want something in the middle, and I love coffee. And I was like, Jesus Christ, they sold me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it, even, even if I hate it, I'm going to be cool. You sold me on the name alone because I'm that easy. And I took a sip, and I was like, wow, what is this? Yeah. Like, it, it was it was a totally different experience because clearly we've all had, like, a Miller High life and stuff like that. But I, I hit it, and then all of a sudden, that was it. I just realized, like, man, there's something more to this. Yeah. Like, there is, like, everything I've ever been told about, quote, unquote, piss beer or whatever you want to call it. It didn't seem very true after that. So, um, of course, Google, being everybody's best friend, went to Google and I was like, I like beers that taste like coffee. Coffee beers near me, you know. Yep. Taco shop near me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's so, so um, and the, where it really, I think this was like the beginning of the end was that beer that popped up was People's Porter from Foothills. Yeah. And that was the first beer that I, I took and I went and bought a six pack and I just killed the six pack. I was like, whoa, I hear it. People talking about dark beer. It's so heavy, it's so thick, it's so sweet. Uh, dry, super palatable. Yeah. Um, slight bitterness, coffee, espresso notes, like totally different. I was like, whoa, I'm speaking words that describe food. Yeah. And then that was important to me because I grew up with a, a big amount of women in my family. That's so fantastic. I was in the kitchen a lot. So food speaks to me. I love that. That was pretty much my only jobs I had growing up was really just in kitchens or yeah. working in the restaurant. I mean, and I don't think that's just a, a position. You know, I mean, I have a restaurant background, too. Yeah. Right before I got into beer, I was, I've was i worked front of house, I've worked yeah. back of house. But it, all that helps refine that palate to yeah. be able to taste those different nuances yeah. in the beers, right? Because everybody can say, oh, it's a coffee beer, it's a coffee beer, it's a coffee beer, it's a coffee beer. There's no difference between any of them I can't distinguish that mm-hmm. but being in a kitchen working in a kitchen the smells the sounds the feels it becomes right? normal language it becomes like it, it becomes our language yeah so when I started drinking that I was like man this is fantastic then so I went to um, you know media I was like oh, I'm gonna go for gold give me an IPA ain't wrong um, that was god awful yeah. Um, and of course, like the first IPAs I went for were like, oh, let's do Lagunitas or Stone. This is going to be great for the first IPAs I've ever had. Not again. Um, <laughs> so it took me a while to get into IPAs. I mean, I've, I've been selling beer, beer for a few years and it really just didn't click until honestly, the first IPA that got me was uh, Chill Wave. It's a double IPA from Great Lakes Brewing. And. They were like, oh, man, it's got a lot of citrus notes. It's great. It's fantastic. And you hear that all the time. Oh, bro, check out the grapefruit notes. You know what I mean? It's kind of silly. Um, but after I slammed that whole glass, I was like, that tastes like fruit juice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but then, I again, I found out that I needed those, like, heavy citrus. like, And I and mean it. Yeah. Not like pine. There was right. a difference between the two. And that beer helped me realize that there was a total difference yeah. between citrus and bitterness and piney. Absolutely. Bitterness, I mean, because yeah. there, there's been, I mean, full disclosure, I am not an IPA guy, right? No. I'm still not an IPA guy. For the most guy. part, no. I'm, I'm still kind of working towards that. My favorite style of beer is a sour IPA. Yeah. Right? Because it's not slappy in the face bitter. bitter and right. it's not, you know, pucker yeah. your face up tart. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a great combination that meets right in the middle. And, um, you know, for me, I mean, like, I, I've even described certain IPAs. I'm like, oh, my God, this tastes like I'm licking a pine tree. Pine tree. It is just Straight stupid up. piney, yeah. punch you in the face. He knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you get Straight some up. of those yeah. that's just like, yeah. oh, my God, it, it's it's yeah. a million IBUs. Yeah. And, I mean, 
I'm the opposite spectrum, right? Give me the more sour. The more sour, the better for yeah. me, right? But that's just that's just my palate. I've learned that over the years, and I drink IPAs. I appreciate them for what they are, but you know, with, with 75 different IPAs on the board and one lager, I'm gonna grab that lager. Yep. You know, because that's just yep. me and my palate and who I am. Um, yes. So obviously, we've harped on a lot that you are a beer rep, right? Yeah. I've had a lot of people. You know, here, here comes the fun part, right? Perception versus reality, right? Perception, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, perception is, oh, man, it must be great to be a beer rep. You just sit around and drink beers all day with yeah. different bottle shops and accounts. Yep. Now, what's the actual reality of that? So I think the art to being a sales rep is uh, a blend of being able to do the 9 to 5 while also kind of being able to regulate like bartender hours throughout those times. Um, because, you know, for a brewery like us, we don't just hit uh, bottle shops, craft beer bars. Uh, you, some of my most, some of my best accounts that really, really take care of me are Hispanic restaurants. Kill it in hop. Really? Absolutely murder it in hop. But that's the thing, like, that's that's one of the things that magnetized me to Foothills was the fact that there, we actually are everywhere because we reach to those folks. That's amazing. We, we I would not have even thought that. Every community. I mean, that's the thing. At the end of the day, people can't like IPAs if they're not drinking them. And it's not just my IPA. It's everybody's IPA. If they're not drinking mine, they're sure not drinking yours. Right. You know, and if they're not drinking this guy's they're not drinking this guy's because they don't have an IPA Some something has to happen to break them into the understanding that they, they're good for business yep. and you, you attract like a younger crowd with those and that's the way the industry is going um, but I think I think perception versus reality is that's, that's fact every day almost every other day if not twice a day three or four times a day especially at festivals good god um, I would love your job this looks like a lot of fun well, I mean, yeah, but this is the 22nd time this month, and this say. is the 25th day of this month. <laughs> until, uh, until you're on your feet for eight hours, yeah. no break, same, every day. same thing over yeah, and over again. Every like, day, this dude. is the drinks that I have. Yeah. You know, I've no. poured at enough festivals to yeah. know it's, it's not all fun and games, no. right? And Everybody's drinking, having a good time, but you. And it's funny. So I also do Blacksburg and Lynchburg in Virginia, um, which is fantastic because... Um, Reps can't pour in Virginia. Really? I did not realize that. They get us volunteers, bro. And I can sit there and have a beer with the folk. I mean, like, I'm trying not to cry right now. <laughs> because, Go I ahead, mean, man. Let it out. No, You're amongst I'm, friends. I'm telling you. Uh, but, I mean, it's one of those things where it is in this state. We grind really hard. Um, and, yes, you do see all those events. And a lot of the time, we don't have a million staffers. We don't. And, and a lot of breweries have a sense of pride where we don't send out just hired hands we send the people who know the product the people who know how to communicate the product appropriately and also fix issues if they arise with said product or with execution of yeah. our equipment yeah. whatever you want to call it oh my god the volunteer froze his lines right Boom. in his jockey box uh, every time yeah every four times time. in a 12 hour shift exactly. and then this one breaks and then but I mean the thing is like I don't hate that yep you know, so in that, and I think that's the important part of that question is I don't hate that. 
I love fixing those problems for people. Yeah. I love being able to go into a bar and, and see that they're having some sort of issue that may not even affect me in any way possible. I may make zero money. Yep. You know, like they don't, but it could be, it could just be something that is wrong. Hey, listen, bartender, don't, don't dunk the faucet. And I'll tell you why. And, and it, I'm not being a, a crude beer guy, but I, I want to tell you why. Or, um, hey, listen, make sure you give them a, a good head on that beer, especially if you're pouring out a bottle. You know, that's going to blow them up and make them uncomfortable during their meal. You don't want to do that. You know, it's simple things. It's not the, oh, oh, pour it to the, like, it's the things that most consumers don't get. Yep. But the things that we get hit on the most. You know, like a lot of people will get, get mad at us for returning a glass because it's got some dirt on the inside. But that's a standard, man. Correct. Like, it's, it's not, a, it's not a, a reach for attention. It's not a reach for anything. That's a standard. Right. That means that that little bit is somebody else's germs. Yeah. And it, you're not going to accept a hair in your food, so why should I accept that in my glass? I, Just, I think and, that's, that's the biggest thing that people don't understand is, is the glassware cleanliness, right? Yeah. You don't know what to look for, right? I've gone through Cicerone training. Yeah. You don't have to go through Cicerone training no. to understand that, hey, bubbles on the outside of the glass, yeah. that's not it's a good not thing. Good. That, that's a beer dirty glass. Yeah. Like every single every bit thing that that yeah. bubble is attaching to Yeah is an Dirty. impurity in that glass. Yeah. And the brewers don't want that. And I can tell you the sales reps don't want that. Because when I walk into a bar, and I know it's a bar, and it's that time of day where all the hopium drinkers are in, or all the torch folk are in, and I look down that bar, and every beer's the same. Every glass is perfect. Every, like, almost to the T. I mean, that makes me happy. Yeah. I mean, that, but again, that makes me happy, because if they do that for anybody else... That means, like, if they're doing it for me, they got to be doing it for somebody else. That means they're respecting us as a community. Yeah. And I think it's important because it's become a, a game of, well, which brew do you like better? Who's, who's better? Blah, blah, blah. And it's not about that. Yeah. Respect the community in a way to where if you like a beer, it's kind of lifting us all up. Yeah. Uh, so Jason McKnight, he is one of the guys at Cabarrus Brewing in Concord. Mm-hmm. Fabulous fella. Um, and there was one time we got into a conversation. I got to meet him two years ago, I think, at uh, at um, Burning Can, which is Oscar Blues' yep. awesome festival that they host in North Carolina. And if you haven't ever been, please, for the love of God, go. It's you need gorgeous. To go. I got to see lettuce. It was awesome. But he told me, and after a mini a beer, he said, when the tides rise, all boats float together. And, I mean, I'd heard that before, but not in a situation that affected me so much. Yeah. Um, but he's, it's true. I mean, we can we can shoot cannonballs at each other all day, and that's not fair because at the end of the day, we all just want to love our job and go home happy. Yeah. I mean, because if, if you take that same analogy, hey, all boats rise and the tide rise, but if you're spending the entire time shooting cannonballs at each other, yeah. you all sink together. You all sink, man. You all sink and, together. And, it really, and nobody wins. It really isn't fun being alone yeah <laughs> like that's the thing um the best part about this job is you're surrounded by people you get to meet people that love it as much as you do yeah. when you find them you know and you click and those are your best friends so they're, the, they're the people that on the third time meeting them they're like hold my kid i gotta run the store real quick yeah but but there's such a there's such a like a very instant spark between those folk yeah um and, and that's the perception. We're not chasing, like, being able to drink every day. We're not chasing, like, the the coolness of it. Um, 
I'm a relationship person, and I love people, but the fact that, like, my goal, what I do is almost like a journey towards making new friends. Yeah. Uh, not just selling beer, but, like, just having a ton of people that I can call my family, um, no matter where I go, from Danville, Virginia, Roanoke, Virginia, to Mebane, North Carolina, um, I can go to these places where people just throw their facades away yeah. and know that these are my people. Right. And, and I can trust them. They become real. Right, right. right. And, that's, it, and it tears down the, the, the walls. It right? does. It absolutely, it makes people, it makes you realize who people really are. And yeah. you, it makes you really understand that people are very simple um, and that when it comes down to it, um, at the end of the day, a lot of time being a beer rep isn't cool just because you, you see so many friends have so many issues because this industry overall is rough. Um, pays are not where they should be and, and all sorts of numerous issues but it's sad because so many of my friends have had to quit jobs that they loved you know and you meet that one person who's so good at it but they gotta go because they gotta pay for their kids and it sucks like our industry could be light years ahead of every state in this country we don't need more breweries because if we would have been like as a whole if there could have been the opportunity to make sure that everybody has a set standard we could have, quality-wise, blown past every state in this country. There's not another state. I mean, today alone was the Beer and Brewing Magazine. Another shameless plug, but I'm also going to do Go a shameless it. plug for Absolutely. our friend's new anthem. 100%. Um, top 19 beers of the year. Yep. We got Torch and new, yep. anthem new Anthem got for two IPAs. They yep. got their Stees and their unsold, or unsung songs, right? Was that yep. the other one? Um, so. Killer Beers. But, I mean, those guys aren't... They're not out there to do it like no. that. And, and if you've ever met Aaron from New yeah, Anthem... fantastic You know beings. that straight up. Yeah. He is one of those guys that's, like, super dry humor. Yeah. He's just no frills, yeah. no thrills. No. He'll tell it to you straight up as yeah. it is yeah. and give you the blank stare being like, yeah. what do you guys say about that? Yeah. And that's why he and I connected so well. Yeah. Because he and I have that same personality that's just like, oh, my God. And, like, I want, I'll, I'll do anything for that guy, right? Because... Yeah. He is just a real guy, and his back, he's a contractor. Yeah. His background was literally building houses before he yeah. got into beer, right? Absolutely. And it just, it spills over. He's got that blue-collar work ethic of yeah. like, man, I'm just going to do me. Yeah. I'm not going to conform to a way that I need to conform no. to or conform to a standard no. that you feel that I should. Right. Mr. I'm going to rate your beer on untapped, right? Right. I yeah, mean, absolutely. that just yeah. is what it is. And, so. and, and it's cool because at the end of the day... Um, it's a huge pat on the back for a lot of us. But again, I think it's also really important that we understand that at the end of the day, there's so many beers being tasted. Yeah. There's so many beers being produced. There's so many beers that never get to make it to the, make it to these people that get to do it or GABF or, um, I'm sure there's been a homebrew out there that's happened. That has been like the Holy grail yeah. of beer, but I guarantee you, that's happened. I get, I know without a shadow of a doubt that the best beer that's ever been made has only been tasted by less than ten people. Yeah. I, I can only imagine. But again, but again, I think it's important to understand also is that we have to have standards on what is a good beer. From like we were just talking about clean glassware. Yep. So I know we're getting on a, like a really crazy tangent about reality perception, but that's why it's it's a crazy perception because it is fun. But you just you can hear you can you know that at the end of the day for us it is. 
it is just a job. But it's a job where we also have to manage our emotions because this is a very, very emotionally gripping job that you get connected to people and you can see people rise and you can see people fall from personal issues because this is this is a service industry, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of health issues in yeah, this industry, big time. mental health from everything, um, and it's crazy. But I think it's important to know and instead of instead of seeing your beer guy and saying I wish I had your job, just say thank you, dude change the world for every single one of us dude yeah every single one of us would be like hold on what wait you don't want to you don't want to cuss me out you, you don't want a t-shirt yeah you just want to say thank you, you for making sure glassware the <laughs> you, know, you don't, tell, you don't want to tackle you. me for my merch right yeah i'm telling you that to me i think that's reality per, versus perception perception is your job is so cool and reality is thank you that's, I, awesome. that's like the best like i know that was a tangent no but i think at the end of the day that is like the best understanding of reality versus perception and why we get so hurt sometimes. And then that one thing, boom, like rockets. Dude. That's fantastic. We're in the cosmos. And I think that, I mean, but I think that that's a great lead yeah. into my next question, right? Because my next question I wanted to ask you, obviously you're married. Yeah. I'm married, right? Yeah. And I have kids. You don't have kids yet. Not yet. Right? So yeah. I think, like you said, I think you, you tie that in very nicely. It's like, okay, you know, obviously you're in the beer world, right? Yeah. Your wife may not be in the beer, right? Like she is I'm, not. I'm in the beer world. Yeah. My wife is not in the beer world. She yeah. tolerates my beer world. Absolutely. Because it's like, well, that's my husband. It's what he's into. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. go to different breweries with him, right? Absolutely. I'll tolerate what he's got going on because, hey, at the end of the day, I get to try different beers and, you know, I like my husband, so I want to be with him and I want to spend time yeah. with him. That's cool. Right? It's happiness. It, it's happiness, right? Yeah, and, it's happiness. and I think that's kind of you know, what helps a marriage, right? Hey, I'm going to sacrifice for him. And then in turn, yeah. he'll sacrifice for me and do things that I want to do. Right. Yeah. It's kind of how a marriage in, in general Absolutely. works. Right. So with you, since like you said, your wife is not into the beer world, right? No. How do you she manage, really even drink beer. how do you manage yeah. that, that, that work, that life thing? Because like you said, right, I'm working almost every single weekend out of the year, right? Yeah. Whether it be festivals, whether yeah. it be samplings, um, samplings or charities, um, All these different things, right? Yeah. That has to put a yeah. strain on not only you as a person, yeah. but also on Absolutely. her, right? I yeah. think they're the collect spouses. I don't want to say just her because there's a lot of female reps in the, in the industry yeah. as well, too, who Absolutely. murder it. Kill it, yeah. Kill it, knock it out of the way, right? But if they're married, right, it, it, the collateral always tends to happen to be the spouse or the family, right? Because it's like Absolutely. I'm, I'm dedicating 100% of me yep. into this industry because... I adore it. I love it, right? So, yeah. how, like, for a personal example, like, how does your wife handle that, right? I know she may not be wanting you to speak on her behalf, but yeah. obviously, no, absolutely. You, so, you, you know her. So, I can tell you 100%, no question, she is the absolute reason I can do this, for sure. Um, she's the reason that uh, when we were dating in college, um, got out of college, she got her master's in social work, went right into her career field. I was still you know, I knew I loved craft beer and I knew I needed to make money. So I made ends meet. But at the end of the day, I told her like, that's really what I want to do. Yeah. She was like, well, the minute you get the opportunity do it, I got this. That's awesome. You know what I mean? That's and huge. Though. So, yeah. So when, when I took my job with, um, ultimately took my first job in craft beer with Miller Coors in Charlotte, um, you know, that was a great job. So I immediately was able to like come right back into a situation where I was helping yeah. Um, but I will say, and, and first and foremost, I have to give almost every bit of my like thank you 
to my beer background to the Miller House in Greensboro, North Carolina, Cafe Distributing, and Carolina Premium in Charlotte. Yep. Um, those guys gave me the opportunity, um, and I know a lot of a lot of people came into the beer industry uh, through the local small craft beer side or regional craft beer, or whatever. But I'm absolutely a hundred percent certain. There's no doubt in my mind that the reason that I was able to experience the things I have is because of those two houses, because of Miller Coors and what the Caffey family was able to do. Um, and and um, a gentleman named Corey Evans, he doesn't work with uh, Carolina Premium Beverage anymore in Charlotte. In the end of the day, he was kind of like my professor, if you will. Um, but I mean, if it wasn't for those guys, there was no way, absolutely no way, I would be able to be in this industry. Um, but in that... I also got to notice and see how local craft breweries worked because I was, I am a beer guy. Yep. I'm not, I, I am clearly a Foothills loyalist in, in quality, flavor, taste, in what's in my fridge, and obviously they pay my bills. Not just because you work there. Though. Right, right, because I love their beer, but I also really, 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 like some of my, one of my favorite beers I've ever had was from Boojum Brewing. Um, I think Waynesville, North Carolina. Yep. Um, killer beer. I mean, there's so many great beers that I love. I mean, the other, last Thursday, I went to, not another shameless plug, but I went to Jake's Billiards in Greensboro yep. because I knew for certain he had Nosferatu from Great Lakes, which is another incredible beer from Great Lakes Brewing. Right, which you found out because of an awesome because of Miller Coors. Like, exactly, I got to I got to our, try our buddy Christian. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So I mean, like, and and I've I've go to things like that because those are the beers I like. But I think me loving it so much, it's it's a very hard passion for me. Yeah. And. So much so that it is sometimes really hard for my wife to understand that. But I, she is also very passionate about helping people through her social work degree. Um, so she gets it. She clicks. Yeah. So again, at the end of the day, she may not understand why I love this crazy madness that is a bunch of sweaty bros sometimes or <laughs> a, a, a family, you know, excuse me, or a family or something like that. Uh, I mean, but she gets my love for it. Yeah. So she allows me to do this because, I mean, I'm 27 and I want to have a career. Yep. And I want to choose my career. I don't want to be forced into my career. Yeah. And it did take me longer to find my career. But I know without a doubt that this is what I want to do. Maybe it may evolve. Maybe in five, ten years I may figure out that maybe it wasn't craft beer all along, but it was this aspect of it. Right. And then I go do something else. But as of right now, I know... And she knows that I love this. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important. And I think it's just so, so important that if your wife or a significant other doesn't get it, but you love it, I think it's important to both you and them that you show them why. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it took my wife a long time for me to be able to get her out to come to events and do yeah. stuff. Which... But I for one am glad. My wife for Does. one is glad because she'll yeah, she'll shoot she along with me. Absolutely, and yeah. she has a great time talking with the people who maybe aren't beer people. Beer people, the, right? And the people like, that came with hey, the beer people, exactly. <laughs> like I mean, like my, my buddy Carly, who's the head brewer now for for I want to say head brewer. She's one of the brewers at D nine. Yeah, right. So we went to Loggerfest, you know, resident culture yeah, yeah, down yeah. in Charlotte, right? Yeah, and she dragged her boyfriend along, right? Yeah. Who's not. A huge beer guy. Yeah. Believe it or not, he's like, yeah, I understand you do it for a living. 
I'll go to these things because I like you a lot. Yeah. Love you. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want to speak for him. Sorry, yeah. Carl, if I'm speaking for him. You know, I love you. I want to show support yeah. for you and your industry. Absolutely. And, you know, my wife hung out with them because, like, yeah. she's like, oh, he's off doing his beer thing and nerding out with other beer people. And, yeah. you know, she finds camaraderie in that, right? And, like, I'm always coming back like a kid in the candy shop being like, oh, my God, try this. Look yeah. at this beer. Look at this. She's yeah. like, that's great, right? Yeah. And she, she likes... She likes the passion. She likes to see me excited about things, right? I mean, basically, all you can do is if you take craft beer out of it and, and you trade it for, uh, I don't know, trading cards or D&D. I mean, we are, we are the nerdiest of the nerd. Just And it's not because of the subject and the content of which it's we're nerdy. It's not just because we have neck beards either. Right. <laughs> Uh, mine's long enough. Yeah, I'm mine's long it. enough. Stop yeah, it. you can't see my neckline anymore, so I'm good. Uh, but I think I think it's important that at, at the end of the day, we have to go out of our way. Yeah. We have to go out of our way to at least accommodate them, because for me especially, I couldn't do this if it weren't for her. Straight up, hundred I mean, percent. Yeah, that's that's the Absolutely. absolute thing. Like before this, because I'm, if you're just taking all yeah, the time, yeah, it sucks. Exactly. People hate you're you. you're gonna well, you're gonna run into what you were talking about earlier yeah. with, with burnout and then yeah. hey, mental health issues and hey, yeah. marital issues. Oh and my god, spousal yeah. issues and it's just like yeah. it if happens. you're not taking care of your home, yeah. you can't then yeah. possibly think you're gonna go out and be able to yeah. take care of customers. Yeah, and it's it's so funny. Like it, it is true. If you can't take care of yourself, you cannot take care of anybody else. Yeah. There's just absolutely no way. There's no way, and that's all our job is, is taking care of people. And I think that's why a lot of significant others, even though it is a total strain, if they, if we as the rep or brewer or marketing individual, whoever, if we're doing it for the right reason, our spouse will see that. Yep. And they will know without a doubt that we are not doing some crazy, like we're not going out slinging meth on the corners yeah. or or running a brothel or you know what I mean? Because we do have those hours and Correct. we have these sketchiest hours. Yeah. These sketchiest hours. Yeah. So for a committed relationship to be like super, super, super effective, yeah. I mean, you have to understand A, that it's, it is going to suck, yeah. but B, embrace the suck because at the end of the day, a lot of the time, a lot of the time, you get to do cool stuff, you know, and yeah. you got to, and if that's our job, we also have to kind of embrace the suck with them. Yeah. You know, so if they want to go do something, like your spouse wants to go do something that is with their job, just because it's not beer, I think it's very important to go do it. You know, if it's a talk 100%. or something like that, I think it's important that you kind 100%. of have to. You, you, yeah. you got to have that give and take, right? If yeah. you're just taking yeah. all the time, there's not going to be yeah. any give. You have to. All right. And it's so, hard. And it's very hard. Yeah. I mean, that's not an easy. I've been married 17 years, and I'm now just starting to be on the cusp of learning that, right? Yeah. And thank God my wife is awesome, yeah. and a lot of yeah. other wives Super are awesome, awesome in that to be able to. Mega, mega awesome. Yeah. Deal <laughs> with that, and then have the perseverance to deal yeah, with that. Yeah, to keep right? dealing with it. Yeah, exactly. not once, but not twice, but for years. All right. So I have one last question for you as we wrap this episode up. Yep. This is a very important question. Okay. Right? This is a question that I think is a very uh, underutilized question, and I think it's a question that people need to be asked more often. Yep. What is your favorite dinosaur? And why? Pterodactyl. Because of Petrie from Land Before Time and the little... Uh, I, I got him in a... I think it was a Burger King mill. And uh, you flap his wings, and he would take in water, and then you would like pull his tail or something, and he'd spit the water. That's and amazing. it was one of the oldest toys I ever had. And I liked him because he was like the scariest out of all of them. Yeah. But he was like obviously the most OG. So, you know. 100%. Petrie. It's got to be a pterodactyl. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. I'm not even calling it a pterodactyl, it's Petrie. 
It's Petrie. I like the Petrie. I think we should <laughs> do a petition to rename it Pterodactyl Petrie. to Petrie because it's probably easier to spell than Pterodactyl is. Yeah, All right, man. Petrie. That's fantastic. Cool. That is awesome. And, man, I thank you so much for your time. Josh Burb with Foothill Brewing. Uh, so awesome to dedicate his time to be out here and spend the time with us. Uh, hopefully you guys uh, got to know Josh a little better, so if you see him out, definitely say thank you to him. He puts in a lot of hours, puts in a lot of work. Uh, I know it because I see him around all the time. Uh, it, it really is. A, a brewery rep is a, literally a thankless job. So if you want to make a difference in somebody's life and make a difference in somebody's career, just thank your local beer rep, no matter who it is, right? If you see somebody out yep. and they're doing a tasting at a bottle shop or doing a tasting yep. in a supermarket, thank them. Yeah. Thank From, them. Say, hey, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for trying to spread the love of North Carolina craft beers to everybody out there. Yeah. That's what we tend to do. That's what I love to do. That's what gets me out of the bed in the morning, right? I love that breweries send me beers, but I love even more being able to share those beers with people who may not have tried that beer otherwise, right? Yeah. That's what we love to do. I hope you guys continue to listen on. We're going to have more of these awesome interviews with people and hopefully get you to know the individual behind the scenes, right? That's what we want to do. We want to spread that love, spread that relationship, so this way when you see people, you know how to interact and talk with them. So thanks to you so much, guys, for listening. Uh, appreciate it. I know Josh appreciates it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thank you for having me. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah man, I appreciate absolutely. you being here. Yeah, thanks, cool. bro. Thanks. Beer Pride Podcast is produced by Human People Creative, hosted by Chris Riker. Find NC Beer Pride on Instagram at NC underscore beer underscore pride. 